0: hello folks this is ragu bandha Banda. i'm back after a brief uh, break uh, little over three weeks i know generally i was trying to do these podcasts once in two weeks but sorry for the delay I got a little more um, delayed because of other things going on so uh, in this uh, podcast we will be focusing on uh, this is a podcast number seven or in the series. So we'll focus on the scenarios that, in the earlier podcast, we have discussed about the different ways of doing machine learning and predictive analytics. And we did discuss about uh, different options. Uh, We discussed about the historical aspects. We discussed about the architecture concepts. And also we discussed about all the three different ways of doing machine learning which is where embedding into the S4HANA business processes or building as a machine learning service on the SAP cloud platform, or you can now call it as SAP business technology platform. That's a new name. Uh, And also we discussed about how you could leverage SAP Analytics Cloud. Now, in this podcast i would like to go and discuss a bit more on the business implementation side of the things how we exactly implemented some of these scenarios right like we did discuss about the architecture concepts and the technical side of the things now let us go into the business side of the things uh, we'll pick up uh, uh, each uh, in each podcast from now on, I think the next uh, four to five uh, podcasts, I'll be focusing on um, picking up one of the line of business or industry, uh, mainly the line of business, and see what are the different scenarios that we have released so far, uh, both on the embedded side as well as the side-by-side kind of scenarios. And uh, one other thing I really wanted to bring up is... Uh, uh starting from q2 most likely in april or may once i finish this podcast uh, series on the explaining the business side of the things uh with the different machine learning scenarios on the different lines of businesses i'm gonna invite some of my expert um, architects and expert uh, experts from sap uh from the different uh, different technology teams like the ISLM, whether it is in uh, the integrated scenario lifecycle management team, the ISLM team, and the AI business services team, and also the SAP Analytics Cloud team, so that we can have some kind of a uh, question and answer or interactive expert uh, hear back from the experts. So we'll also get their side of the things starting from the Q2, most likely April or May so without any um, delay let us now jump into our current session of focusing on the uh, uh, scenarios uh, the line uh, uh, on the line the different lines of businesses so before i get in there so the big picture is that we are building these different scenarios so that you can make your enterprises intelligent and we build it in the form of these end-to-end scenarios. So once I complete all these podcasts across the different LOBs, then I'll go into the the overview of these different intelligent scenarios and how it is connected end to and whether it is an intelligent procure to invoice scenario or a source to contract scenario or an invoice to cash scenario, so on and so forth. But uh, I do not want to jump the gun. So let us first start with the line of business on the finance side of the things first so on the finance side of things there is a huge potential right to automate and fine-tune the processes you can help uh, the accounts receivable the ar payable account accountants or the AR payable clerks the finance controllers and others will we can help all these different roles uh, in automating and also providing these machine learning services or the machine learning options to fine-tune their business processes and make it much more smoother so we will uh, be covering the topics around uh, which are centered around arap accounting and financial period close financial planning and analysis GRC the topic which is very important governance risk and compliance and also detection of uh, abnormal liquidity cash and liquidity related things. So let us now first get started with the uh, the AR and AR a- a- AP kind of uh, uh, accounting kind of a AR and AP kind of a scenario on the cash application side of the things. So. SAP has this application, the cache application, which is predominantly built as an application which sits on top of your SAP business technology platform. Uh, And the machine learning service is uh, built leveraging the legacy Leonardo uh, platform, or now we call it as AI business services. So the AI business services framework is leveraged to build a machine learning service. And this machine learning service is uh, consumes the functionality from the SAP S4HANA finance business, uh, line of business and a separate SAP Cash application was built, which is uh, running as an app on uh, the SAP business technology platform. So predominantly what we focus here is that uh, there, there there is uh, different, uh, different things that are involved here. Uh, predominantly, an order-to-cash scenario for an AR manager, or an AR clerk, is one thing which is very important when we discuss about the SAP Cash application and how you can smoothen this process. Uh, a quick overview of the process, uh, you receive a remittance advice, and then the remittance advice extractor uh, re- extracts the remittance advices, and then you confirm uh you confirm the proposal you get a lot of bank statements or invoices use the standard clearing rules and you automatically clear it and the cleared payment is done is done generally if there are some standard clearing rules uh, this is where you can uh, use the cash application if the payment difference is too high then your confirmation process has to take a little different route there will be a manual clearing so this is where you will have to there there might be a payment difference which cannot be written off so you there might be a dispute proposal service or there might be some disputes or there might have to go through some cash collection recommender and then there will be a few other things. So this is where the cash application will come in picture. Generally, if things go well, uh, there are standard clearing rules, things go well, it is fine, but if not, then that is where your cash application will try to kind of uh, come in the picture and then uh, identify what is the difference between this uh, different uh, uh, payment scenarios here. As, As we know, there is a lot of manual effort which is needed from, in this kind of a scenario, whether it is the uh, accounts receivable team or the shared services team, the moment they receive an order and the payment is processed, right? So this is where uh, you will need to, uh, you need to keep the number of days uh, sales outstanding, the DSO in check, so that you ensure that the cash doesn't sit too long in your customers accounts right so these these are the things which are very important and hence uh, cash application plays a very important role here uh, so i will uh, let us now um, uh, take a little pause i think before taking a little pause there are four, four or five different uh, uh, scenarios or four or five different uh, use cases that were built uh, to help uh, the, in the SAP Cash application for the AR and AP clerk or AR and AP manager. The receivables line item matching is one use case that we will typically talk about. And then um, payment advice information extraction is another use case that we typically talk about. And then we have receivables line item matching with the lockbox information is another use case that we talk about. And then we have uh, the payables line item matching is the other use case that we talk about. So these are the four or five important use cases that we are gonna briefly touch base as part of this cache application. <clears throat> Let us now take a quick break and then continue. <clears throat> All right, welcome back, let's continue. So now, in the context of the SAP cache application, let us now uh, look into the four or five different uh, use cases that are built here to help the AR and AP clerk. Let us start with the receivables line item matching. So here, what is happening is that the cash application automatically, it matches your incoming payments with open receivables. Basically what it's trying to do is uh, boosting the efficiency of the traditionally very labor intensive clearing process uh, which uh, which is very much uh, uh, time consuming for the AR and AP clerk. Generally, as you know, these AR clerks, they need to do, reconcile a lot of incoming bank payments with your customer invoices and make sure that proper payment is booked against these receivables, right? So they have quite a lot of different pain points here. Sometimes the payment information may be incomplete. Or sometimes the mismatched payments have to be processed manually, or they might be t- taking some longer time to reconcile these incoming bank payments. So. Uh, Typically, this particular uh, feature, what happens, uh, what it does is that it, the receivables line item matching uh, feature in the cash application, it improves the DSO, the days sales outstanding. It reduces the AR management costs. It increases the invoice processing productivity, and also reduce cost for the shared services. So what is actually happening here is that the machine learning service it helps the AR clerk by automatically matching the payments with the open receivables without actually needing to manually match this data, and this is will be a huge help and really really does a lot of cost savings for the companies. Uh, and The algorithms that we use here are the SkiKit Learn and the XGBoost algorithms, the random forest algorithms uh, are used to build this machine learning service which is actually consumed by the um, processes from the S4 HANA and then it goes into this cache application. The other scenario here or the other use case here is that receivables line item matching with payment advice information extraction. This is another use case where uh, the AR clerk and the shared services team, they can leverage this particular machine learning service where it can drastically reduce the manual efforts by automatically extracting your payment advice information from any number of unstructured sources right so some of the payments uh, pain points here would be for a typical AR clerk would be that some of the payment advice notices can be unclear or incorrect and the manual extraction uh, sometimes from these uh, payment advice notes is very much time consuming and can be error prone and uh, the manual reconciliation of these payment advice notices and the customer invoices can tend to be very difficult. Uh, and often now, sometimes these are not entered into the system due to some technical barriers or whatever, maybe additional effort is needed. So with this machine learning service, what happens is that with this, uh, you could improve the invoice processing uh, efficiency and also improve the invoice receipt and the processing of the productivity, you can reduce the payment processing times you can reduce the external workforce related invoice errors, and so on and so forth. Again, this service is again, built into the SAP cash application, leveraging the TensorFlow library, um, and then um, uh, consumed by the SAP cash application by taking the processes from S4 HANA finance line of business. The other use case that we are trying to discuss here is the receivables line item matching with lockbox information. So let us briefly discuss what it is. As you know, the use of, uh, as we might know that the use of electronic payments is increasing uh, a lot nowadays. Remittance information has uh, become decoupled from the payments and it is kind of making a challenge uh, to identify the payer or receivable in a timely manner right so this what happens here is that uh, the remittance information and the quality that is provided with the checks will vary so there will be some issues so in that scenario there are some challenges and we have a solution for that this can be uh, these lockbox entries can be sent to the sap cash application from enrichment through the machine learning program so again what happens here is that the machine learning model will identify the accounts and the receivables based on the information that is provided and the historical patterns for example these machine learning models they can learn from the associations between these different accounts and the magnetic in character recognition the MICR or the find receivables and they can find the receivables based on the partial reference numbers. And once these uh, Enrich payment advice proposals are available, these are returned to S4 HANA and they are confirmed by the accountant and cleared using the lockbox functionality. So with this functionality, what happens? What are the business benefits, for example, uh, for the ARAP clerk or the accountant? Uh, it obviously increases efficiency and reduces errors for the finance department. It enables the finance to focus on strategic tasks and they can scale the business and it and predominantly can scale your business. You can process your incoming payments much faster due to reduced DSO, day sales outstanding. And of course, this is tightly integrated into your S4HANA cloud and on-premise. And the fourth point is that you can learn from your account behavior, accountant behavior. And it will immediately start working for you and of course the fifth point is that continuously you can adapt and it doesn't require any ongoing maintenance so these are some of the things that are uh, addressed right now let us go into the final uh, use case in this cache application final. I would not say final, but one of the other bigger use case, because there is a lot more enhancements keep happening with this SAP cache application, which is one of the fast selling uh, machine learning service uh, from SAP. <clears throat> the, uh, so this, the, the, this use case is predominantly focused on the pay bills uh, line item matching. So what exactly happens is that you have number of uh, the outgoing payments uh, to the customers your outgoing payments are payments made by the customers to their vendors right so these are debit items in your bank statement so you are trying to match your um, uh, payables line item and make sure that the proper matching is done uh, so the machine learning service what it does here is that it will identify and propose the Uh, actual matching payables and they can automatically clear them uh, with quite a few advantages. It learns from your accountant behavior. It continually adapts without any requiring ongoing maintenance. It basically what it's trying to do is that you have... um, bank statement line items of all these outgoing payables. You might have a lot of open payable line items. You have standard clearing rules. And then now you use your machine learning service It determines the matching proposal for the items with these in- incomplete references and automatically it clears the payment. So in a way what happens is that you are boosting the efficiency of your outgoing payment, uh, uh, the outgoing payment, uh, payment clearing by increasing your automated Automatic matching rates. So you're increasing your and boosting your efficiency of your outgoing payment outgoing outgoing payment clearing by increasing your uh, automatic matching rates this Predominantly what it does is the three main things right it reduces cost for the shared services It reduces invoice processing costs It increases your invoice processing productivity. So these are the three important things that happens uh, so these are some of the things that um, will, we have, we have uh, uh, it helps the um, uh, finance in the accounting department. The uh, whole exercise, of course, is labor intensive, uh, right, in, in a finance department. And it requires investigative claims to match an amount to be paid. Uh, So this whole process, it can reduce the labor required to match these payments with the payables and other things. And of course, it increases or it promotes your um, uh, staff productivity. It reduces manual errors. It fastens your month-end closing with automatic or automated clearing. Uh, These are are some of the things, right? Now, uh, let us take a brief pause or brief break and then come back and then we'll go into the use cases under the accounting and financial close. All right, let us continue now with the accounting and financial close subdomain. And here there are about three use cases that we can briefly discuss. One is uh, focused on the clearing the goods receipt um, and invoice accounts for automatic financial reconciliation. Second is the accruals management and accruals prediction. And the third is the predictive accounting. So what, I, what is happening generally is that in your um, accounting and financial close, uh, We have built a few machine learning services uh, which will help your accounting and financial period and close, right? So revenue accounting and reporting generally is used to manage the revenue recognition and revenue accounting process according to your statutory regulations as your IFRS and ASC. So we do, uh, generally your inventory accounting is used to value and monitor your material and work in progress uh, in uh, inventories, according to your legal regulations and management accounting requirements. So all this goods movement and everything is valued in your material ledgers and other things. So that's that's the typical process. Like now let us see where and how you can improve the process, right, with the machine learning service. So there is this use case where we discuss about clearing the goods receipt and invoice accounting. Uh, What we are trying to do the, with the machine learning service, you could help improve the process of clearing your goods receipt and invoice accounts in the context of your financial account reconciliation. So what happens is that you have all your historic GRIR postings, your GRIR posted to a particular purchase order, you have your standard clearing rules, you analyze all uh, additional uncleared postings, you clear these postings with predefined threshold, and then you finally recommend next steps for your... FI postings on the purchase order item. So this is where you can, with this service, what you do, you're reducing your write-offs for better cost and inventory valuation and a better P and L result, right? So which with this, you can typically address a lot of pain points, right? Um, which are involved in high manual effort, that is required for creating these reports or gathering all the relevant information, investigating the root cause and solving the issue. Typically, the customers can benefit a lot by improving the accuracy of your financial statements, reducing your write-offs, like I said, increased accuracy for your supplier liabilities, of your supplier liabilities, um, avoiding potential fraud and supplier errors, uh, and also, of course, compliance with the corporate rules and the, the other things. So that is, uh, of course, one of the use case. The second use case is focused on your accruals management or accruals prediction. Typically what happens is that um, the accruals prediction functionality, it estimates and predicts accruals in order to support your cash flow planning. You can basically adjust the linear value, which is proposed by the system, on your knowledge of the purchase order or feedback from the business owners and the reported values that you have, the date, right? So generally what happens is that the typical pain points that you can get here, it's very hard to estimate Accruals, as these projects can run very asynchronously. They can run very asynchronously, which means they rarely run synchronously. So the systems are proposing some linear values. Adjustments are always based on accountant's knowledge. So which are these things, which are a lot of manual things happening, right? So what you could do, you could improve your cash flow planning by faster and more accurate calculation of your accruals and deferrals because you have your historical purchase order data your historical accruals data your history your accruals information you can group all these certain purchase orders and you can automatically accrue the purchase orders depending on your conference levels so this accrual prediction will be very important typically the value proposition here is that uh, you improve the cash flow planning um, Uh, they faster and more, uh, I would say, accurate calculation of your accruals and deferrals. And here uh, again, we are for using a machine learning service, which was built on the SAP Business Technology Platform, leveraging the AI Business Services framework, uh, using the SkiKit library, and the algorithms such as the Random Forest and XGBoost are used. Right? So, This this is the other use case which we wanted to briefly discuss. And then finally, the other use case that I wanted to discuss in this um, subdomain is the predictive accounting. This is an interesting topic, right? You have uh, in your traditional accounting approach, the account team has to perform a series of closing activities before the other stakeholders could view how the company was performing. Businesses definitely will generally will not have the data readily available for making these decisions on the fly Uh, So this is where with these fast-changing businesses and industry processes this concept of predictive accounting came into uh, uh, Came into the existing uh, came came into uh, The understanding of the people so that you could do predictive accounting Um, data for future periods as well in a particular single source right so what you can do is that you can automatically extend the reach of your accounting by consuming the machine learning service so there are two steps involved here one your incoming sales orders have to translate into a predicted revenue and the commitments that translate into expected uh, expenditures. So basically your incoming sales orders have to be translated finally into a predicted revenue and also the commitments that translate into your expended, expected expenditures. So these are the two things you will have to make sure that you a- address uh, so that uh, your, um, you can plan better uh, for the future. So with this, uh, the benefits would be that you can accurately forecast your upcoming revenue based on your sales orders. You can provide availability of the reports for working capital. You can identify possible exceptions and opportunities and have an overview of your future cash flow. So, this is the other scenario uh, which is very important and which we have been, uh, which is available as a machine learning service again on the SAP Business Technology platform, which is uh, embedded into the uh, this is actually embedded into your As4hana uh, uh, business process. Let us now take a quick uh, break and then come back. All right, welcome back. Let's now get into the subdomain of financial planning and analysis. So, in this. Uh, Subdomain. We'll focus on the financial planning and analysis and the machine learning services that are built here. Predominantly, there are about three to four use cases. We'll predominantly focus on two use cases. One of them is the uh, uh, SAP financial statement insights, which is kind of uh, uh, not being used much, and there is no additional development. So, but the other two use cases, the SAP real spend and uh, uh, invoice, uh, uh, invoice payment forecasting are being used pretty much. So we'll, we'll briefly discuss about this SAP financial statement insights, which is a machine learning service that is built to detect the smart alerts for profit and loss, leveraging your SAP financial statement insights. Uh, so here you have your historical revenue and cost data, your profit and loss statements. And you automatically explore the multi-dimensional space of uh, available filter combinations and you get in-app notifications so typically what you're trying to do is you're automatically detecting any unusual business situations in your revenue and expense accounts and reduce the time spent on investigations and you can dynamically this will dynamically help steer your business in the right way in the right direction uh, so this is one use case that was built not much updates on this uh, there is no additional uh, updates on this uh, but if there is any feedback on this you won't then you can always reach out to us and we'll provide additional updates as well <clears throat> uh, now the other use case which is very important is the sap real spend here basically what is happening is that obviously any customer They want more real-time transparency, right, for their um, real-time decision-making. So this can act as a single source of of truth for your reliability or an ability to do these things. So typically in this use case, what we are trying to do is that you're trying to detect unusual expenses. There are your actual and committed spend, your cost object and cost account, Um, but there are you might run up into typical uh, pain points from users are that you could explore the different filter combinations and find attributes where you show that there is a lot of time being spent on investigations and automatically detecting unusual business situations, right? So this is where you might want to uh, get some kind of a, Uh, help. And with that, uh, with the SAP real spend, the great business value that offers is that it can reduce your cost overruns and your effort and cost of maintaining situational awareness are also reduced. So typically what we are doing here is that uh, there are two things, right? Uh, You're automatically detecting any unusual expense bookings, And then you're also reducing the time spent on investigations and uh, making sure that you drive in the right direction. So the typical um, advantages of this uh, use case are that you can decrease your time for analysis. You can increase your scope of further analysis. You can improve your budget usage. You can improve your cost accuracy. So in this this way, what happens is that the users will have, uh, the customers will have more real time transparency. And you can, as a manager, you can also stay top on your budget. Finally, uh, let us briefly look into this invoice payment forecasting in the accounts receivable department, right? Again, AR is typically the largest asset for any organization. Uh, and then um, you will want to identify your invoice payment forecasting and here what we are trying to do is that we are trying to uh, identify the machine learning algorithms that are built. The, the idea is to analyze the current state of your accounts receivable with a view of currently overdue invoices and those that will be due in the future. So based on that, you build a machine learning model, and you can analyze that. This is a use case which was uh, built in the when the uh, the earlier use case SAP Real Spend is built as a uh, machine learning service on the SAP Business Technology Platform, whereas this. Uh, uh, Invoice payment forecasting and the accounts receivable, it's more built like a template or a user story as a dashboard in the SAP Analytics Cloud using some of the functionality here. So you typically take the custom CDS views or the CDS views that are available in the RS4 business process, create a custom CDS view and pull out the data here, and then we have built it here. So let us now again take a short break before we... All right, welcome back. Let us now focus on the subdomain governance, risk and compliance. This is a very important topic and there are a couple of use cases that I would like to discuss here. The business integrity screening and the tax compliance related use case. So as you know, some of the key features here in a governance risk and compliance related scenario or uh, business processes that you have to identify risks and improve your risk management activities. You have to manage your risk efficiently, always with little or no complexity. You have to effectively prevent fraud in business processes and manage your audits better. You have to improve your organization's performance by protecting their core values, right? These are the four important things. With the business integrity screening, we have uh, addressed one of the key important things here right We here uh, the machine learning service that is built it identifies and uh, any fraud and prevents fraud in happening so what happens is that you can reduce the number of false positives you can reduce the risk of fraud you can respond faster to any threats this is again you take all your historical use cases, you have your predictive detection methods, all this is taken into account. Uh, typically what happens is that for the fraud investigators and screening specialists, they have very, very uh, humongous workload of ident- that they have to identify, right? Like so much of suspicious or anomalous use cases that come. Uh, they cannot go into each and everything. They cannot kind of identify every case they cannot obviously give the same amount of priority for every case. So they will have to prioritize this. So instead of working on random queue of cases, these predictive detection methods, they will rank each of these new case according to the probability of the impact for the company's business. And then the investigators can work on this. Uh, this will greatly help the investigators and the fraud screening specialists so that you can, you can f- solve you can focus more on the fraud fraudulent cases and then the cases that need more help. So to summarize, I think or identify is that you can automatically detect and rank the attributes within any classified data, that can positively correlate with your cases, anomalous cases. You can incorporate them in your detection methods. You can seamlessly integrate into the algorithms. You can identify, so three, three to four main important things, right? You can detect new suspicious patterns. You can reduce your number of false positives and you can seamlessly integrate into your machine learning algorithms. This is how this sap business integrating integrity screening framework or the business or the sap business integrity screening use case has been built the next use case is around the tax complaints so complaints issue processing is a big thing right like you have uh, uh, historical accounting documents you have company's memory of its tax managers past decisions and then you have to classify continuously you have to classify your compliance issues you have to choose the level of automation based on your compliance check you have to trigger automated correction measures and then you have to learn keep learning so what happens is that the automated automated compliance issue processing it it limits the human interaction to some of these exceptional cases uh, predominantly it improves the gains would be that it improves compliance, it reduces compliance costs, it increases your efficiency by smart compliance issue processing, uh, automation things that you're doing. And you can reduce audit preparation time from days to hours. So these are some of the important things. And these two use cases, again, these are built as embedded machine learning scenarios, uh, which are built into the scps 400 now business processes. <laughs> so t- typically uh, what happens is that when the SAP tax compliance machine learning service, it allows your tax managers to transparently apply SAP HANA's automated classification algorithms. It can You can benefit from company's memory of its tax managers past decisions. You can automate your comp- compliance issue processing and limit the human interaction you can choose a level of automation on a compliance check basis so these are the main four important things that are done here let us quickly take a break and then come back to the last subdomain around cash and liquidity all right welcome back before we wrap up this uh, podcast 7 uh, let us now go into the details about this subdomain around cash and liquidity management in the finance line of business one of the use cases that or the use case that we would like to discuss here is more on the detection of abnormal liquidity items around this cash and liquidity management generally what happens is that we notice that customers have difficulty maintaining any meaningful liquidity items considering the complexity of their business processes so it is possible to define improper liquidity items when assigning them manually right so this is where the liquidity items are a critical information for business users to understand the use and the source of their cash flows The business value for the customer can be measured in different ways. Liquidity items cannot be derived based on these configured rules because the business processes aren't covered or because there might be new business processes that exist in which the liquidity item itself is wrong or it might be improperly defined. And generally what happens is that the cash managers and specialists They want to analyze the business reason for the cash flow and detect the abnormal liquidity items, eventually reducing the errors. So this is where it would help the cash managers and the specialists. So in this context, the machine learning service around the detection of these abnormal liquidity items could discover potential errors and reduce the wrong liquidity items. Or it can more accurately accurately provide this liquidity related items and it can provide more accurate analysis so the overall idea is that the machine learning service here would provide a liquidity forecast as a service to increase the accuracy the idea is to provide our well, forecast the idea is to mainly forecast more accurately the future cash flow with the machine learning capabilities and the statistical models that are available, which can show some insights that are gathered by these algorithms. And it can help in your overall analysis and the analytics and the reporting. Of course, this is uh, done using the categorization and class- classification patterns, and it uses uh, typically in this in this context it is it uses the random forest algorithms of apl and it is uh, and uh, these are embedded into the sap s4 hana business processes within uh, leveraging the islm framework the typical business benefits would include the following right like you'll have the detection of fraud in very early stages you could also identification of these correlations in the cash flow data and finally you could understand the main influencers in the timing of your cash flow and how they impact the difference between your actual data and the planned date. So you have an actual date and the planned date that is where how you could understand the difference between what is your actual date and what is your planned date. So that you're uh, mainly influencing your timing of the cash flow. So with this, uh, we complete the use cases or the scenarios in the finance line of business. In the next few weeks, the plan is that I'll go into the other lines of businesses. The plan is mainly the next few weeks, every week I'll pick up one of these line of business, starting with procurement, sales, produce, and, maybe a few other industries and then wrap up this series. More details about this, if you would like to understand, obviously can be found in the book that I have co-authored along with my uh, colleague, Mr. Sia Surferes, and this book, as I've explained earlier, is available and we go into much more details about these business implementations of course like i've mentioned earlier i have this blog series that i'm maintaining and this podcast series will also be attached to that any questions that you might have you could always respond over there or put feedback over there eventually uh, in the upcoming sessions i will also provide my twitter handle and the linkedin um, update so that you could also provide feedback over there so with this uh, i would wrap this uh, session the podcast seven and then uh, i would wish you all a very good morning or good afternoon good evening wherever you are listening in from have a wonderful day and stay safe happy predicting the future with the cp technologies and machine learning we'll connect back again um, with within a week And we will go into the other use cases around procurement line of business. Thank you, and bye bye.